Hello and welcome to Scott Bryant's Holistic Fitness Systems Podcast. And this podcast is all about my special, special friend, all the way from Beetle Country, from Liverpool, and he's now resident in Andover. Yeah, Eindhoven. Oh, Eindhoven, I got it fucking totally wrong, what a twat, <laughs> but never mind, and he's a, an a old friend and an old client, and we're going to talk about, what should we talk about, the yeah, check system, uh, normal training, yeah, and about uh, how you've changed yeah. since we first met. So okay. we first met was through the Czech Institute. What was it about five years ago, something like this? Yes. Yeah. And what structural issues did you have then? And just talk the the podcast people through what was going on for you at that time. And his name's Sam. Um, I think I think I was just bent out of shape, really. And he's nor- he's northern, but he's not a monkey. <laughs> oh, of course, my monkey. <laughs> All the monkeys, southern fairies. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. They, um... I'm glad you know that. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, like structural issues, you say so. Yeah, yeah. So you found me online, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it a recommendation? I can't remember. Mm, yeah, like online through through the the Czech system. I, I think like I, I was into Elliot Hulse a lot. Like I was a big hermit, and like I just you know take drugs and like. Um, You're still taking drugs. Nothing's changed. A little, a little bit. It's got a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> I took truffles watching Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings in the yeah, cinema yeah, the other day. Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I was just being a fucking idiot basically, and then yeah, like I, I wasn't feeling good in my, in my mind and body. Like I didn't have a good connection. I felt, and yeah, I would listen and, and watch a, a lot of Elliot Hulse's stuff, and he spoke very highly of Paul Czech, and then I just wondered like, who is this guy? And then yeah, I just checked him out, and then I seen there was Czech practitioners, and then I joined the Czech Academy in Chorley, which is only down the road really from from Liverpool, and um, from there I got assigned to Scott. And, uh, yeah, I was like, your mentor, wasn't I? Yes, you were. Yeah. And uh, mentor at the same time. <laughs> yeah, mental, mentor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're both we're both mental, so yeah, we were a good fit. Uh, yeah, I asked I asked the head of the academy at the time to give me the best trainer they had, and they uh, they put me with you, big guy. So yeah, I was uh, I was really happy that they they did this, and then yeah, we we had a what did we have like what what would you call it like a, a, an assessment an assessment yeah like an assessment on. But first of all, it was all the paperwork. What did you think of the paperwork and how in depth and how deep and it was? Just just really tedious. You found it really boring. Excessive. But do, but do you feel that it uncovered anything for you or made you think about your own health, well-being, like the poopy policeman and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's so, it sounds so childish, doesn't it, the poopy policeman? But, but don't you think uh, it like it goes more deeper than your average doctor? You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's it is a it is a good system. And it's um, not, and it's more deeper than what it would if you went to a normal, oh, yeah. everyday gym or everyday trainer. Doc, yeah, or even a doctor. Like you're going yeah. for a doctor with with a lot of the holistic issues, you'd just get a pill for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you'd probably stay on that pill and not come off, and you'd have a lot of side effects from that pill. Whereas with the the check system, like with the doctors and like diet and, and sleep and, and um, like happiness and stuff like this, um, you get a lot of benefits out of it. Um, just and and you don't just because what we have come to know through just you know not like not necessarily brainwashing, but just just what's what's being fed to you yeah um you just think that you need pills for everything don't you whereas you do. like you're going back to basics here with, with the check system so it is a pretty solid system um but like if you want to be a practitioner i wouldn't really recommend that system because as we've spoke about a lot it's not it's not recognized anywhere yeah, so because yeah. it's not recognized you're paying for bits of paper yeah. that nobody's ever going to ask for. Yeah, I'm really true. the salesman to every one of my clients, yeah. which is wrong because it is an in-depth qualification that's, that's taken me six years 
and I've got awesome results with you and many other people. Yeah, that's right. And without the check system, I probably wouldn't have got the same results. Yeah. If I was just doing the one, the one rep, you maggot, and beasting <laughs> you, beasting, yeah, yeah, and yeah. beasting you to death, and yeah. not taking in your winging scapulars, your inverted breathing pattern, your forward head posture. Yeah. And Fuck me, you fixed me a lot, mate. In yeah, first definitely. Of so, so what was you. it like when you? You know, what did you think when I done the assessment? Not the paperwork assessment that took you ten days. Yeah. What did you think of when I done the assessment, which was four hours? Um, it was. It was really. Was that boring you to tears, or was you like, no, "This no. is really in depth. I can't believe it. This is just unreal." It, yeah, I felt like it was unreal because I was in a world of pain, and I'd, I think one of the worst things I had was tight hamstrings and hip flexors. That's right. right yeah. Um, I was walking like a fucking girl, mate. You know what I mean? Like my, my hips were so tight, like yeah. my legs were kind of like going in with them. Yeah, I was like, wondering whether you had a vagina or not. Yeah, my the vagina. <laughs> yeah, definitely had one of them at the time. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good system, mate, and, and the exercises you gave me, I didn't find them tedious because, as I say, like I wanted to get out of pain. Yes. So that, that motivated me enough yeah, to definitely. do them. Definitely. Um, and yeah, we, we kept it simple. I don't think we had more than ten exercises, right? Five. Five, yeah. So it was it was a very simple but effective program. And I, I thought he wasn't going to do it, but I was totally wrong because yeah. you come back. What was it? Six, eight weeks later, like that, yeah. I yeah, gave we, you an assessment yeah. and you passed everything. And yeah. I was like, this guy is really doing it. Yeah. And how I work, guys, really, because there's so many lazy fuckers out there and they just <laughs> think, right, I'm going to pay the trainer the money. Yeah. And miraculously, uh, voodoo's going to come in and everything's <laughs> going to fucking change. Yeah. But it don't happen like that. The client has to put the energy and the time in. And this is the idea with the paperwork. When the client fills out all the paperwork, yeah. if it comes back incorrectly filled out, then I know with that client, they're not really invested in what we're going to do. Yeah. So I was a bit doubtful because I used a system called dowsing and I doused on uh, Sam when I got the paperwork back and it kept saying no. But sometimes you got to go with your gut instincts as well and give somebody a try. And obviously it worked out for the for the good so what was the the main in your exercise program what was a bit you mainly enjoyed that you've never seen before mm, i think it was like a lot of a lot of the swiss ball work really like because as as the czech system describes and the big bang exercises because they work you in every plane right and you think oh it's only body weight it's it's not going to do anything Fuck me, mate. If you do three sets of 12 reps on stuff like, what what is it like, the, the side, the lateral ball roll? Well, yeah, side lateral Fuck ball roll. Fuck me, mate. That smashes six, the living shit out of Six weeks to get it properly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about horse stance? How hard is horse yeah, stance? Yeah, yeah. you think, if, oh, yeah, if, it's only a fucking putting my arm and me and my leg like fucking doing like a Superman thing. But when you're holding it for 10, uh, for 10 seconds on and off. Yeah, yeah. And when you've got to keep your hand and your, and your leg, like your, your kneecap, like about... Like a centimetre off the floor. Yeah, yeah. You really feel that fucking and, and strain, how did, mate. How, how did you feel when I released your diaphragm? Okay, really was good. that was that just mind blowing? How how like your respiratory rate come down? You felt really relaxed and yeah. muscles because you had lower back. Did you have lower back tightness as well? I'd say so. Yeah. And and that released and it released your rhomboids and yeah. stuff like that. I, I had a lot of uh, I'd say a lot of a lot of anxiety, and I think when. The, with the diaphragm release and coupling that with you introducing me to the pranayama breathing, I yes. remember. I remember. I, I just I quit cigarettes a few months prior to seeing you, and I had um, whooping cough. You know, you sound like a pig getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it was it was really bad, mate. And literally, fucking two days of doing that pranayama breathing, and and it went away went away like I got out of uh, coughing inside like a fucking weirdo for, for like three months in, in two days and then you went along to do the Win Hof stuff wasn't it you yeah. started to get into that and you were saying you were tripping and it was just amazing how I'd trip I'd pass out I'd see, I'd see some crazy colours and, and, and stuff like that when, when I, I had my eyes closed um, it, that was a that was a real eye opener as well it, it was like it was like pranayama breathing but on like a, a more intense level 
Um, I personally like just doing the pranayama breathing like 20 minutes as soon as I wake up throughout the morning and doing that coupled with 20 minutes of um, Maharishi meditation, transcendental meditation. Yes. Sets me up for a really good day. Saying to yourself, can, yeah, can, That's the can. mantra. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's like four or five years on and we've kept in contact. You've been great and you're in my home today and uh, you're looking amazing. I just got it. He done clap press-ups on kettlebells. I can't fucking believe it. It was amazing. So you've really come on and it's really great to see that you're, you're sticking with the program. You've not given up. Tell us a bit about your new trainer compared to what we did together. What is the difference? Is it the same? Is it not the same? Is it better? You can really hurt my feelings. It's fine. I've got my no, bulletproof vest on. Not at all. Um, as we were talking about before, Scott, like, see, when when I used to exercise, I'd do it willy-nilly. Um, I'd go with what I read online on Google or, like, in books that I'd bought. And some programs were good. Like, I had a really good one by a guy called Ashley Kalim, I think his name is. He's, like, a very uh, good trainer on the... In the, in the calisthenics uh, sphere and that was pretty good calisthenics is for girls by the way I was, wor- <laughs> I was working I was working with a guy at the last gym and he reckons he was a calisthenic guy so I brought the Swiss ball in yeah. and it's all about balance calisthenic isn't it it's all you know, body. It's definitely all body but yeah you're right actually all, when they all use body balance but yeah. when I put the Swiss ball in he's in anywhere near him he couldn't do fucking nothing so it's not functional as far as I'm concerned the only time they use weights in calisthenics I think that's for it's when they're holding their cock (laughs) yeah I mean well yeah the the cock weights as well yeah that's a good one you go, you, you go from a towel, that's like, you know what I mean? And then yeah, you ascend, exactly, yeah. ascend onto yeah, a willy weight. Yeah, and then you do what Charles Parlokin said that I've just been reading about. Yeah. He says, if you can't make a tent in the morning, then you shouldn't be training in the morning. Which I thought yeah. was hilarious, you know? Yeah, is that to do with stress? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're not getting a boner in the morning, you are yeah. your cortisol levels are too high. Cortisol. And your testosterone levels are too low. Mm. But what Charles found is that a percentage of guys get a boner in the afternoon when they see somebody, uh, see a woman with big tits. So that's still okay. So that's when they should train. At in least, the as, as long as you get one boner in 24 hours, you're all right. Yeah, you're right. You're it doesn't still matter what time yeah, you're still day. alive. You're not dead yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's three in the morning, yeah, three in exactly. the afternoon. Exactly. Boner away keeps the doctor at night. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the boner at day keeps <laughs> so carry on what you're saying about your new trainer compared um, to what well, yeah, we were doing together well yeah when when the check system introduced me to you and, and we were doing a lot of work what what we did was was really it was really good foundational work i would say like the the, the primal patterns the primal crawl primal crawl that you couldn't do to start off no, with no no i couldn't do it for shite you was going um, all over the place yeah 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 and that's when I knew I had a dream client and I knew that you would get dream better. Dream clients yeah. are a fucking retard. Yeah, and you just wouldn't be disabled anymore. <laughs> I became so, able-bodied under just, your supervision. So my new nickname is Jesus because I can take you from being disabled and turn you into not being disabled. It's, it's a joke for the listeners, not uh, a slag off to anybody, including Monty, Jesus. Have you seen Monty Python? Yes, I am. Uh, he is the Messiah. Oh, big nose. Big nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, carry on. So, you know, now you're training over in... Uh, uh, in Dovan, yeah, yeah. In Dopeland. Dopeland, yeah. Are you... Uh, how, how many days a week you're training? And what's your training regime compared to what I gave you? And what are you getting from it? Well, with us, I think we... Had the intensity ramped up. You're doing to... too much girly running, so that's got yeah, to go. Nah, yeah, yeah, okay. Nah, Only bitches up. run, not that's men. Running, cycling, jumping rope. It's all good. I think yeah. jumping rope is good for coordination. Fucking brilliant. And man. stuff, because, you know, Muhammad Ali and people like that have always jumped rope for boxing. Yeah, keep, keep but I would say, you know, from a running point of view, you'd whacking your cortisol through the roof. Mm. And remember, if you wanted to kill a rabbit, we're still primal man. You can be primal woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to kill, you're not going to run after the rabbit for four hours. You're going to kill it explosively fast, otherwise you'll fucking starve to death. It depends on how much you like rabbits, do you? Yeah, true. Well, you can have bird stew if you want, like pigeon if you want. Uh, uh, fair game. 
Just get your hunting rifle. Right, so you're going running, you're doing yeah. skipping, what else are you doing? Running, skipping, cycling, um, yeah, working out six days a week, just making sure I hit every muscle group twice a week. And, and that that's that's good. I, I'll make sure I go after work, but with this COVID bullshit yeah. and the lockdown. Bullshit, yeah, yeah go on. It, it's really hard to get a workout in because I finish work at 3.30. Um, my friend Rick drops me off at the gym for four o'clock and then I've got one fucking hour to get seven exercises in. And sometimes I can't even do that because it was like a fucking zoo the other day, mate. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. And literally, our gym is quite relatively small, but a really good gym. Like a proper man's gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all, like all Why the are you in there then? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm an apprentice, man. Right. <laughs> You're on a YTS, aren't you? I'm under good guidance. I'm under good guidance. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I looked around, mate, and there was there was like three or four people sharing like the fucking rope rope pull downs and all like the cable machines oh, and okay. stuff like yeah. this. Fucking shite. Um, but yeah, uh, so so. So have you got a trainer designed to program for you, yeah. or are you doing it off what you learned through the Czech Institute as a what what level did you get to? Was it exercise coach? Um, or level? Think, no, you did level two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, level two. Yeah. Wow. And then I quit after that um, because I realised it just wasn't working out really. Well, you found the gyms, innit? it? To yeah. find out whether you could get a job in the gym and yeah. nobody heard of Paul Czech. Yeah, it wasn't a recognised. That must have been all over, all, all under a heavy rock. Yeah. Yeah, so my, my advice to anyone would be that if they wanted to do that and, and that's what they like to do, then it, you would have to be a PT first, which is like what I would A thousand percent, a yeah. thousand percent. So yeah. if you'll be thinking of doing the check system, and I've had a few phone calls where people have said to me, look, I want to be a check practitioner and I want to get to your level. And I say, well, it's going to cost you 23, 24,000 pounds and on top of that loads of energy lots of time yeah. then you've got to buy lots of books you've got to read a lot you've got to put a lot of a lot of commitment in to get to to my level yeah. but really and truly you should go in the trenches be a cleaner and yeah. uh, a rubbish collector in the gym and then hopefully yeah. get some clients and learn how to work with clients and learn the anatomy of the human body. Yeah. If you don't know where the metatarsals are, or you don't know where the uveus is, or you don't know where C1 vertebrae is, or or you don't know what an atlas subluxation is, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. <laughs> but yeah. you can go in as a personal trainer, not knowing any of this, and the clients won't have a clue, and you could just be good looking and beautiful and still earn money. Yeah. But you would always be saying to yourself, I'm a prostitute with my legs open getting shagged yeah. because I'm not really giving my client what they're paying for. Yeah. What, what did you think about, you know, I was charging you, what, 100, 120, 100 an hour? Yeah, I didn't give a shite. Um, did, did you think you got value for money considering you're absolutely pain-free? Yeah, that's why I didn't give a shite about what I paid because, yeah, as you just said. And speaking of atlas subluxation, you showed me that I had one when we'd done the test. Yes. Having my eyes closed with a with a blindfold and a, a noise cancelling then i got the stripper in headphones and then yeah and then i got a a blowjob not yeah. from me from the yeah. stripper <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a nice surprise and that, that was a good value for money also <laughs> but yeah um the, the work going back to what you were saying about oh, you and, and my new trainer like with, with the building blocks like you got me um, you got me doing good stability work. You got me doing. I built you a great foundation. Yeah, great. You got me, yeah exactly. You built Not me a great sand, foundation. Not on sand. It was on concrete. Yeah, concrete, mate. Yeah, yeah. Big concrete blocks, steel. Um, yeah, you got. And me look at today. Like we're yeah. not. I've not trained you for how long? I think about Three years, four years. Could be, yeah. And I got you balancing on one leg with a kettlebell in your. On your in your hand, yeah. pressing it in the air, yeah. on one leg. Yeah. So really, if you didn't have core stability, you would have fallen over and smashed my fucking TV. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but obviously you didn't. Thank A God. Costly error. Yeah. But yeah, no, you as as we say, mate. Yeah, you you got my posture, absolutely tip fucking top. I think that was one of the, one of the things. Yeah, like posture was really bad. Um, not much muscle mass. No. You built you built a lot of that. You had a lot of girly mass in it. A lot know? of girly mass. Hell of a lot of girly mass, mate. Um, yeah, you got me doing like one RM deadlifts. Never done that before. Nearly double my body weight and 
one one RM bench presses, which I was nearly like one, nearly my. I think it was my body weight actually. Yeah, we were doing seventy kilos, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking brilliant, yeah. Um, I'd never thought. But you of, did all the hard work, you know. Fundamentally, yeah. I showed you the way to go. I showed you the map, and obviously, being a, a level two practitioner yourself, yeah. you really you already knew a load of stuff. Yeah. But just didn't know how to apply it on yourself because yeah. every checkie that works with another checkie, then you learn how to apply it to with yourself. But as you see, my photos are when I was 18, 19, yeah. Tell them what shape I was in. Yeah, yeah, fucking unit, mate. Absolute unit, yeah. And people used to say to me when they in the Bassa Essex, Ciani. yeah, in the in the Essex boy gym when I lived in Essex in Basildon, you know, guys used to come up to me and go, "Oh, how much do you weigh?" And I'd tell them that I was eleven stone. They thought I was fifteen, sixteen stone. Yeah, I thought you'd chat shite. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, I, I big, that, that's the biggest guy I've ever seen you for eleven stone on your pictures, yeah, mate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's because I had the tiny, I got the tiny waist, the yeah. big lats, the V shape. Yeah. Uh, which makes a huge difference in big shoulders, you know? Yeah. But my, my legs have never been up to, you know, my legs looked okay in there, yeah. but not as big as I've always wanted them, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's about how, how hard you train and how much oh, yeah. time you put in. Oh, yeah. So me, we're not seeing each other for three years or whatever. Yeah. So what would you say, you know, I'm 50 years old, would you yeah. say I'm still in good shape, reasonable shape or excellent shape? Excellent shape. You're like the only 50-year-old I know that's in excellent shape. And to be fair, mate, I live in the Netherlands and everyone cycles there. Like, you know when people get to, like, pensioner age yeah, over yeah, there? Yeah. You still cycle, mate. I'm not the, a fucking pensioner, you cheeky know, bastard. You, know, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, fitness. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're very fit. And I'm, I'm, I'm living in a land where people do still cycle it in the 50s, like, where yeah. it's, like... Us, like we tend to get to the sofa, the sofa mate. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm retirement age. These people are active, so yeah, like you're the most active guy I've seen in my fifth in in his fifties. And the only 100%. reason why that's been is because it's been instilled in me from when I was like 14, 15, when Mr. Cavigioli, my sports teacher, yeah. uh, said I was really aggressive and he was going to teach me how to weightlift. So I learned how to weightlift and it's always been instilled in me. Yeah. But unfortunately, when I was 19, I got into the drugs and drink and sex and doing all these things. And then it's a, part of being a man, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is, and growing up. And yeah. then eventually I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stay fit, strong, healthy, and then turned it into my career. But didn't realise that I could be a PT into the year 2000. Because it wasn't, there was no personal trainers around then. You just had a mate you trained with yeah. and bodybuilders you chat to about Arnold and Louis and people like that. And, you know, there's a lot of gear going around, but I didn't see much of it. I was more into, you know, trying to keep myself naturally training and just eating good food and training hard. But I didn't know the detrimental effects of milk, pasta, yeah. rice and sugar on the Not body until I did all the Czech stuff, you know. Yeah. What was it? How hard was it for you to prep? Like, were you working at the same time as going to the gym as well? What, when I was younger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was a chef at a Ford Motor Company yeah. in Basildon, and I used to uh, finish work, and I was in lodgings. I, I left home when I was 15 years old, and I was in lodgings, and uh, lucky for me, the lodger was into... Uh, the, the guy that owned the, the, the... His name was Tony, he owned his own uh, property in, yeah. in Vange. And... Uh, he had a little bench and a set of weights, and he had a punch bag. Yeah. So I used to cycle home in my fucking chef outfit yeah. and sweat my nuts off. Yeah. And then I used to do some benching, some 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 curling. Then I used to beat the bag up if I, if I've had a bad day. Yeah, one day, right, I tell you this funny story. Right, so the so the landlord he comes up to me, and goes, Scott, I've got to put your rent up. Yeah. And I was really pissed off because I wasn't on much money. I was on about a hundred pound a week, yeah. which isn't a lot. Rent? Which is a 45 quid to 50 quid a week. Yeah. So I was only left with 50 quid. Yeah, yeah. So the money was really low, uh, was low that I was earning. Yeah. Remember, I was a pot washer, a kitchen porter before I'd become a qualified chef. So I, so I ride, I rode 20 minutes home in my outfit, got home, no, I used to get changed at the the catering place, ride home, sweating my nuts off. Yeah. So what I did was I got his flannel and rubbed it all around my bollocks. Oh, nice. And um, folded it back nicely. <laughs> and seeing the next day, washing his face with this oh, flannel. Jesus. 
Have you seen that the film just, Road Trip? That was just poetic justice, that was. Have you seen the film Road Trip? No. You've got to see it. There's this scene and this kid asks for French toast and he gives him the guy, the chef makes some normal toast and he goes, I asked for French toast. So he's like chucking the toast up, like opens his pants up, like rubs <laughs> on his cock, rubs on his ass, gives it back to him and then he's eating it. I he thinks remember, it's nice. I can remember when, when I was at Ford's, right, uh, we had a big head honcho of Ford's come in yeah. and one of the chefs cooked him a steak and he complained yeah. and wanted it... Uh, it was rare, but he wanted it well Medium. done. Oh, okay, okay. So what we did was, we the, 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 the steak come back, and we all knew he was a bit of an arsehole, yeah. so we threw it on the floor. We started cake, playing football with it, oh. put it back on the grill, <laughs> waited till it was well done, and sent it out. Oh, <laughs> so lesson, let this be a lesson to you. Never complain to the waiters, and never piss off the chefs. Yeah. That's just that's just what was complain yeah. when you're leaving, not when you're yeah, sitting yeah, in the yeah, restaurant. Yeah. That's just what was running through my mind. <laughs> Don't be so now what? So what I, age age are you now? Thirty two. So you're thirty two now. What's your plan? How much size do you want to gain, or are you happy how you are? Well, I'm I'm on a journey similar to what you were on when you were twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, with nineteen. With... Nineteen is when I really got into it. Yeah. Into weights and carried on and carried on. And then the longest I had out was three months. Yeah. And then it wasn't until uh, uh, it wasn't until I hit my thirties that I had a long I had a long break when I stopped the doors. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to rest my receptors and see if I could grow more. Yeah. And obviously I was sixteen stone then, which I didn't like. It was nice being big and heavy on the door because it's intimidating. Yeah, but uh, what, what did you want to be then if you didn't want to be 16 stone? Like, what was your ideal goal at that time? I always found that when I get down to 13, I look the best. Yeah. Look really good at 13 stone. Mm. Anything heavier than that. And the, 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 the valuable thing that taught me the lesson, there was at the zoo bar, and there was six consecutive fights after each other. Yeah. And I'm running in, grabbing one guy, running him upstairs, throwing him into the lamppost, going down, getting the next guy, getting him to head back the door and throwing him out. It absolutely that. fucked me. Yeah, 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 and I just thought, this is not good. Yeah. And because I was like late 28, 29, mm. and I'm getting older, I was like, I don't want this. Yeah. And obviously becoming a trainer, I wanted to be the trainer that everybody wanted to work with. And I knew that if I had skinny arms and didn't look the part. And obviously what I found was as well that when working at Fitness First in different gyms, the, the, the customers that are going to be your customers watch you train. Yeah, that's true. And if they see me doing lateral ball roll, they're like, what the fuck's he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go with that. If they see me doing four plates on the side of the bench press on the Smith machine, yeah. I'd done that for a couple of months and then I went to the free bar and couldn't do five kilos each end and realised it's just for disabled people, so I stopped using it yeah. altogether, you know? Yeah. But I, I soon realised that we're in, the, in the fitness world, you've got to be looking the part. But saying that, there was one trainer that I knew that trained a lot of clients, and he had the biggest belly ever. But he was a lovely, lovely guy, and really good with his hands. Yeah. So even though he had the, the, he's lost it all now, but when he had this big gut, it, it was all like, why are people going with him? But then again, if you've got a big gut yourself and you're training with a guy that's got a big gut, it makes you feel more confident, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. It makes you feel less, you know, if you see me with a, like a 30 inch waist and you know, nearly 18 inch arms, it's a bit intimidating, isn't it? It's, it's intimidating, but like, it's, if I've seen you in, in that shape, just this is just me personally like I, if i saw you in that shape i think well i want to get in that shape so i, I will listen to this guy whatever this guy has to say i'm my, my, one of my good friends back at home sam um i remember learning a bit off the check system for like one year two years and i come over to him like giving it the big and it is also i was like trying to tell him some stuff about the check system and he just stops me in my tracks and just goes listen like i'm not being funny but like the only people i want to take advice off are people who are bigger than me who are at a stage that i want to get to and I really took that on board and thought, like, he's not wrong. So I, I, Yeah, but he is from a point of view, because if you... Let's say you went and see uh, Lee, yeah. for argument's sake. Lee's knowledge is, is phenomenal. It is. But he's got, uh, you know, his arms are not as big as a baby's, are they? 
That's why I wouldn't really listen to him about bodybuilding. So I'd listen to him about like stability and, 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 yeah. and diet and, and things and the of same this with nature. Warren. But... The same with Warren was teaching, you know, uh, a strength and conditioning co- uh, class. Yeah, I remember being on that, yeah. But he can't, he, he can't do a one rep maximum of 180. So they should have got the coach living legend in Southampton. The big bat, the big Battersea bear. They should have got the no, Battersea no, no, bear. Not, made... not me, the coach living legend, because he does two hundred and thirty kilo deadlift. Who's that? I'll show you. I'll send you a video of him, and uh, he's in Southampton. He calls himself the coach living okay. living legend. Okay. Dyslexic, the same as me. Me and him get on like a house on fire. Yeah. He's only an exercise coach, mm. but you want to see what this guy lifts. Yeah. And it's like you saying, you've got to be. An example yeah. of what you're trying to sell. Like if you look at yeah. Tom Platt's biggest legs in bodybuilding, I would never want legs that big, but I would like to go to him for advice to get big legs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Do you know what I mean? And you, you just get off, like you so say, you get on the ride with this guy, and then you get off when you feel like it's you've like got going into a hairdresser's and the hairdresser's bald. Yeah. Do you really want to get your fucking hair cut by him? No, that's a fair point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I go with that. But then you've got the other scenario where you could have a banged up Fiesta yeah. with a V8 in it. Mm-hmm. It looks shit on the outside, but it could be the best, the fastest car in the race. Yeah, okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. You could have the opposite, couldn't you? Like, a, a, like a, an example in the, the Czech system is the like building the boat with gold, like a ship boat, but with like gold nails. Yes. Absolutely pointless. So using it? fucking amazing supplements, but got shit techniques, in. not putting the time in, yeah, yeah. and not putting the commitment in. And really, guys out there, if you want to have gargantuan arms, legs, or you want to be, you know, the best fighter locally, you've got to put the time and the energy in. Oh, you've got to sacrifice, absolutely. And the same with, uh, you know, a head doorman wise, you know, there's a lot of wannabe doorman out there, but when it goes to kickoff time, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, they flap it, yeah. They can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Yeah. And this is what I liked about Charles Parlequin and Paul Check. If you see Paul Check now, 60 years old, massive arms. Fit as a fiddle. Looks a fucking amazing yeah. at 60 years old. Yeah, absolutely. And he's probably, you know, less than 1% of the population in America. Yeah. And the same in England. But the only yeah. thing with, like, Charles Parlequin and Paul Check is that they were both from uh, Canada. They're both short asses, Yeah. And they both knew tons and tons and tons yeah. of stuff about training. But the difference between Paul Check and Charles Parlequin is that Parlequin uh, trained over 400 athletes, wrote 24 books on the, on the philosophy of training athletes. Yeah. But he died at 55 of a heart attack. Yeah. Paul's still going. Yeah. I think, I feel like Paul and Paul looks more at, And Paul looks more at the metaphysical, the, the woo-woo side yeah, more, of the... More spiritual, yeah. More, more spiritual. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, uh, because of that, you can't get somebody to do a one rep max. Yeah. Like my surgeon, the plastic surgeon on my website, you can see him doing a 160 kilo deadlift at 59 years old. That's impressive. And he weighed 70 kilos. Yeah. 59. 59 years old. Yeah, that's, that's really And then I've got my golfer, uh, Kevin. I increased his drive on his, on his golf by 50 yards yeah. and lowered his handicap by five. Yeah. And that's, that's the best way you get clients. So Just using the check system. Someone, someone would go to the, like, say, like a driving range of this guy. They'd be struggling. And then they're seeing this guy ping. Like balls for like hundreds of yards, and they think, "How oh, the fuck's he doing that?" And then they like they get curious, don't they? And then they go over to him and say, "Well, who's, who's like, do, do you take? Does anyone train you or anything like that?" And that's when they mention your name, or the guy with the doing and the deadlifts at fifty-nine. And this is, I let you into a secret, guys. This is what a lot of people don't know. Tiger Woods, when he won the Masters before he crashed his fucking motor and can't play golf anymore, yeah. it was a checkie that rehabilitated him and got him. Back to master status. Was it? Yes. Uh, Janet Alexander. Was it? Yeah. Yes. She's from New Zealand, right? But she lives in California and she owns the first Czech Institute. Oh, 
Has Paul, Paul Czech tried to get in touch with him, right? Tiger Woods. I think he was saying that a four quadrant, you know. No, so what happened was uh, Tiger Wood had his knee operated on five or six times. Yeah. Janet Alexander works with another golfer that she got to the Masters. I can't remember the golfer's name. And because Tiger got... spoke to this guy. Yeah, sorry? Tiger spoke to this guy. So Tiger's obviously got in touch because yeah. all, all Janet trains is golfers. Yeah. All the time. Oh, didn't know that. So, and I met Janet and I really loved her. She was brilliant with me on Golf Biomechanics and other courses that she taught me as well. And uh, then I heard that she was working with uh, Tiger Woods after he fouled and he had his same knee operated on five or six times. Why would a surgeon even do that? It's all about fucking money. The same with Hulk Hogan's been working with a neuromuscular therapist now because he's had his spine operated on seven times. Oh, really? Whereas if he'd done the right thing in the first place, he wouldn't have needed to have his spine operated on seven times. Yeah, maybe the same with Ronnie Coleman also. Yeah, and this is the difference between uh, in-depth knowledge and lower knowledge. Look at the look at the tennis player. What's his name? Uh, Which one? The oh, Scottish one. Scottish Andy Murray. Yeah, so Andy Murray, he bought out a, a Netflix movie about his training. Oh, did he? He had five different trainers and physios. Yeah. What did they all have in common? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they was all fat fuckers. Oh, really? They wasn't even in really? shape. Really? That's and it wasn't until that he went to America that one of the trainers was into infant development and game playing. That's right. That's right. The, he trained by someone who'd done one of the Czech courses, didn't he? That he started to massively improve. But what... Hello and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Assistants on Apple Podcasts and many other podcasts. I'm Scott Bryant, your host, and I've been in personal training or fitness training for over 22 years. Been working out for over 32 years. I'm a book author, master check practitioner, a nutritional lifestyle coach, metabolic type and advanced advisor, functional diagnostic nutritionist, sports massage therapist, soon to be qualified naturopath, as well as a book author. Now this podcast is all about bodybuilding in 2020 and we're going to cover program design, food, drugs, shows and lifestyle. So first of all, let's talk about bodybuilding in itself. So over the last couple of months, the last four months, six elite bodybuilders have died of heart attacks. Now, I talk about cardiovascular training all the time. Do we really need it? And after reading the book Exercise the Myth, which was written in 1980s by a cardiologist, he debates whether we need to do cardiovascular training. Now, Charles Parlequin and Paul Cech, both leaders in the field of of exercise, Charles Parlequin was a strength and conditioning coach to over 400 athletes in 200 different sports and wrote over uh, 24 books and was a leader in the fitness industry. Whereas Paul Cech has been a leader in the industry for holistic health, corrective exercise and getting people out of pain as well as sports performance. Now they both agree that the energy systems are not worked independently so strength and conditioning is all you need you don't really need to run on a treadmill for five days to lose body fat and charles parlequin states that steady state cardio is detrimental to your strength gain so you can't really do both so i'd rather believe these two elite professionals than rather uh, listen to doctors and waffle in the fitness industry So over six bodybuilders have died and one personal trainer has died through overdosing on caffeine supplements to give himself more energy. Now I heard about another guy doing the Win Hof method, decided to sit in a pool for 20 minutes and not breathe and he pegged it as well. So many of the young guys are taking the the words that these elite professionals are putting out there to 
a new depth in trying it and in wondering why they're messing themselves up. Now I've seen many, many guys and girls in the gym and fundamentally all what they have wrong is that they don't have a program and it's in their head. And I recently had a call from a person asking me about their knee pain and why do they have knee pain? And I said, do you document what you're doing in the gym? Do you write it all down? No. I said, how, how many times have you been to see a coach to help you? None. How many books have you read to make sure you're doing the right thing in the gym? Nothing. So the case on case that I get on a regular basis of uh, guys that injure themselves and girls that injure themselves in the gym, just by doing either CrossFit badly or exercising badly with no program design. So program design is essential for gaining muscle size, mass, strength and endurance. So I've been doing the German volume training for the last eight weeks. I've finished the eight week German volume training. Now I'm doing a 6, 12, 25 method of training. And I found with the German volume training, my legs got thicker and denser, my arms improved, my back improved and my strength improved from German volume training. Now with German volume training, you can only do it if you've got a training age of two years. So many guys will start a program and not understanding that training age is really important. So if your training age is less than one year, if you do German volume training because it's so extreme extreme on the ligamentous system, you could end up damaging yourself. So really, really important that you uh, make sure that you don't overtrain and that you look at your training age realistically. You know, if you've trained for four months and stopped for four months, you have a zero training age. But if you trained for uh, two years without stopping and had like a week off, two weeks off, minimum of three weeks off, then maybe you'd have a training age that may warrant doing German volume training. So I believe that many of the bodybuilders and many of the guys and girls in the gym are not getting the results simply because the training program is faulty or not designed in a way that is looking at physiological load in the body, as well as uh, looking at what time you can train, how many exercises you can realistically do in the gym. Now, I believe anyone that's exercising is a bodybuilder because you're trying to slow down the aging process, as well as you might be looking for fat loss, as well as you may be looking for to keep stronger as you age. And we're all age aging from age 21 onwards. The body's just constantly breaking down. So the more the exercise you do, the, uh, the more you'll slow down the aging process. But remember, with program design, I take into account adrenal fatigue, I take into account orthopedic assessment, as well as diet and lifestyle assessments to make sure that you're getting it all correct. Now, the buzzword in the PT world from what I've seen on TikTok is calorie deficit, calorie deficit. You need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Now, this is complete hogtosh or nonsense because when it comes to food, we're so unique, our fingerprints and our eye colours are so different and our hair, some have hair and some do not have hair like myself, that food is really, really important that you get that right. Now I've been using the metabolic typing diet for at least 20 years with my clients and it's always worked. Clients have always got lost weight, always felt better, always had more energy, always lost uh, fat size and gained muscle lean muscle very slowly but got an awesome result from it. Now the paleo diet is a really good diet as well for getting the body in shape but the paleo diet doesn't look at your fundamental differences of the parasympathetic to sympathetic sides of the nervous system. So it's really important to make sure you get this right because if you're ramping up the sympathetic side or the parasympathetic side this could be the difference between having lower back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, and pain in your body or not recovering from exercise. So food is very, very important. So when it comes to a vegan diet, what I found with vegan clients is that the connective tissue, the body's breaking down because they're not putting the amino acids in that the body needs from meat. 
we don't get the same amount of aminos and proteins from plant foods that we do from meat foods. But what I will say is that some people can be a predominant carbohydrate type. So they may get away with being a vegetarian or eating less meat foods than what the meat eater protein type would need. So can you see we're all unique and very, very different? So I use the metabolic typing diet with clients and it takes 10 coaching sessions to get it right, maybe more for some people, and uh, it always works. It's never not worked, it's always worked. So I, that's why I'm a big advocate of it and would always use it till the day I pop off because it always works. So the next thing I wanna talk about is drugs and what I found on TikTok and other social media is that the young guys are constantly talking about steroids and they look at the Liver King and even Paul Check and even Charles Parlequin or even myself and straight away, it's you're on drugs. It's not, you've been working out for 32 years, Scott. That's why you've got more muscle mass than the average and you're a protein type. So you gain muscle much better than a carbohydrate type. And you know the body very in-depthly because of the 22 years of studying that you've done and reading over 9,019 books. No, not 9,000, sorry, corrected. 919 books so far. And done over 30 courses around the world. Uh, so knowledge is power, but only used in the correct way. And these young guys are looking at Dorian Yates, uh, Ronnie Coleman, Flex Wheeler, and other bodybuilders thinking that they're gonna get a body like that if they're taking anabolic steroids. Now this is completely untrue. The guys, that are the Olympia guys, are one got superior genetics, and two, they know exactly what to take, when to take it, and uh, what to do in the off-season, what to do in the on-season, in which to gain gargantuan muscle. But fundamentally, it's mainly growth hormone and you know, enhancing their testosterone. But unfortunately, a lot of the modern-day bodybuilders are dying from the ages of 30 onwards and not reaching 50, 60, and 70. So that tells me that there's something wrong with the drugs that they're taking. Are they just taking steroids and not taking ephedrine or speed or cocaine or ecstasy or other drugs? And these drugs are the ones that really, really damage the body. You know, cannabis doesn't damage you as much, but it can cause kyphosis, I think I've said it right, and cause other mental issues. So I believe that staying a natty, I've heard this new word natty, which means you're natural and you don't really agree with drugs. Now I've lost five friends because of anabolic steroids or recreational drugs, and I don't wanna lose anybody else. So it really saddens me that the young whippersnappers, young dumb and full of cum, are still wanting to jump on the bandwagon of taking steroids. But when you hear a lot of the old pro bodybuilders, the one that have stopped and lost their gargantuan size because they're not juicing up anymore, would not recommend taking anabolic steroids to younger guys. But younger guys have got lots of peer pressure, you know, in which to look good, in which to look buff. But if you look at my pictures of when I was 21 years old, I was still looking buff, still looking great with hard exercise, regular exercise, never quitting and always doing it no matter what. And this is what steroids don't give you. They don't give you the determination. They don't give you the willpower to keep going. They give you the growth and needle fixation, small testicles, bad skin, bad attitude in the, uh, in the jab or the tablet that you're gonna take. So I would say to the young guys that may be listening to my podcast, don't do it, stay natural. You can gain, I believe that you can gain up to 30 pounds of muscle naturally. A lot of people would disagree with this, but a lot of people are training infrequently, bad program design, bad nutrition, bad you know, hydrochloric acid in their gut, 
and just the body not being as balanced as it should be lots of late nights clubbing drinking too much beer or taking recreational drugs and this is why they're not getting the result that they're looking for the next thing i'm going to talk about is shows now i've never done any shows or competition i'm just in competition with scott bryan with myself and i never wanted to put myself under that pressure of uh, wanting to be like the sheeple of taking steroids and wanting to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and never being happy and ending up with bigorexia now i think that i've got bigorexia because i'm still training now i'm 51 my arms are 18.2 inches uh, with a 30 inch waist my thighs are, i think about 27 uh, so i'm really really happy where i'm at and i just want to maintain my strength and my size as I age. So what's really important that a lot of the young guys are missing is fundamentally lifestyle. Getting to bed on time, eating at regular times, eating good, wholesome, organic food, drinking their body weight in ounces of water a day, 0.33 times your body weight, as well as resting enough in which to get the recovery going. Remembering steroids will give you an enhanced state thinking that you can do more and more and more that's why Arnold said he trained for five hours a day that's why uh, Eddie Hall says he trains for two hours a day because without the drugs that they're on they wouldn't be able to train for that capacity without being completely and utterly wiped out after training five hours or two hours a day now I know an average footballer will be on the football pitch for 90 minutes but you've got to re remember that with football it's stop, start, kick, run, stop, start, kick, run, score a goal, hug each other, kiss each other, kick, run, score a goal. Now if you're an elite trainer like myself I will do five exercises, 50 sets in under 45 minutes in which to keep my muscle size, strength and endurance. Now most guys couldn't keep up with me in the gym, even if they're on gear, because they're used to resting and talking and making friends in the gym. Now I believe you should go in the gym to train, not to make mates. You go in there to train and if you want to chat afterwards, chat at the end of the session, you know, in the coffee room or where there's a, you know, go to a coffee bar or a food bar where you can have a chat with your friends. So lifestyle is paramount if you're looking for uh, really good gains, getting to bed on time, eating enough fat, eating enough protein, eating enough carbohydrate, and making sure you've got a, a program that's gonna give you awesome results. And the only way you get awesome results is by doing the program, sticking to the program until it's completed. So me doing the German volume training for the first time was hard going, but I completed it. Now I'm going to do uh, 6, 12, 8 for the next 8 weeks. So I'm now the first month into it. So I've got another 4 weeks to go. Then I will change it again. And this is what's really important with program design. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same bloody result. Nothing. So you must get a good program design, designed by a professional that knows what they're doing. And then you will get awesome results. So I hope you've enjoyed this bodybuilding uh, podcast. If you'd like to go to my YouTube channel, Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems, or go to my TikTok, Active Bryant Fitness, Active Bryant's Systems on TikTok. We've got nearly 3,000 followers on TikTok and over 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm a big, uh, I've got loads of stuff on Facebook as well. And I'm on LinkedIn, so you can check me out on there. I hope you've enjoyed this. Please, uh, Check out my book, Holistic Health for Proper Geezers, Classy Ladies, Get the Body and Fitness You Want Now. It's only £2 on Amazon at the moment. If you buy it for £2 and you can tell me the special number in the book and I can see that you've read the book and you give me a good review, as long as you think it's good, uh, then I will be more than happy to design you a programme, which I normally charge £180 for. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Please uh, follow, please like, please subscribe and please share and lots of love and never give up. Thank you. Bye bye.